Chapters 21 through 25 of the Second Book of the Kings from the Holy Bible in Modern English, translated by Ferrar Fenton. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Mark Penfold. Chapter 21 Manasseh was twelve years old at his coronation, and reigned fifty-five years in Jerusalem, and his mother's name was Hifzibah. But he did wrong in the eyes of the ever-living, like the abominable heathen whom the ever-living drove out before the children of Israel. He also restored and built the columns that Hezekiah his father had destroyed, and raised altars to Baal, and made shrines like Ahab king of Israel did, and bowed to all the host of the skies, and served them, and built them altars in the house of the ever-living, although the ever-living had said, In Jerusalem I will place my name. He also built altars to all the host of the skies in the two courts of the house of the ever-living, and passed his son through the fire, to the clouds, and to the serpent, and practiced necromancy, and used soothsayers, continually increasing to do evil in the sight of the ever-living, to insult him. He even fixed the image of fortune that he had made in the house, which the ever-living said to David and to Solomon his son, in this house and in Jerusalem, which I have chosen from all the tribes of Israel, I will fix my name forever, and I will not again cause the feet of Israel to wander from the land that I gave to their forefathers, if only they continue to practice all that I commanded them, and all the laws that Moses my servant ordered for them. But they would not listen. Manasseh thus apostatized to practice sin with the heathen, whom the ever-living swept from before the children of Israel. The ever-living consequently sent a message by the hands of his servants, the preachers, to say, Since Manasseh, king of Judah, has practiced these hideous sins, worse than all that the Amorites who preceded him, and Judah has also sinned with his idols, therefore thus says the ever-living God of Israel, I will bring such evil upon Jerusalem and Judah that both the ears of all who hear it shall tingle, and I will extend over Jerusalem the rule of Shomeron and the plummet of the house of Ahab, and overturn Jerusalem as a bull is overturned and flung on its face. I will also abandon the remnant of my inheritance and give them to the hand of their enemies, and they shall become a contempt and scorn to all their enemies, because they have done wrong in my sight and have been an irritation to me from the day I brought their fathers from among the Mitzrayim to this day. And Manasseh has also shed very much innocent blood until he has filled Jerusalem from face to face to destroy it with the sins he has caused Judah to sin by doing evil in the sight of the ever-living." As to the other affairs of Manasseh, and all that he did, and the sins that he sinned, they are related in the history of events during the period of the kings of Judah. At last Manasseh slept with his fathers, and was buried in the garden of his palace, in the park of Aza, and Amon his son succeeded him. Amon was twenty-two years of age at his coronation, and he reigned two years in Jerusalem, and his mother's name was Meshulamath, daughter of Karotz of Jotbah. He, however, did wrong in the sight of the ever-living, as Manasseh his father had done, and followed all the ways his father went, and served the idols that his father served, and bowed to them. He also forsook the ever-living God of his ancestors, and did not walk in the paths of the ever-living. So the officers of Ammon conspired against him, and killed the king in his palace. The country people, however, assailed all the conspirators against King Amon, and elected his son Josiah king in his place. 
the rest of the things that Amon did are recorded in the history of events in the times of the kings of Judah. And they buried him in his own tomb in the park of Azza, and his son Josiah reigned after him. Chapter 22 Josiah was eight years old at his coronation, and reigned thirty-one years in Jerusalem. And the name of his mother was Jedida, daughter of Adiah of Betzikath. And he did right in the sight of the ever-living, and walked in all the paths of his ancestor David, and did not turn to the right or left. It occurred in the eighteenth year of King Josiah that the king sent Shaphan ben Azaliah the secretary to the house of the ever-living to say, Go to Hilkiah the high priest, and let him keep the money coming into the house of the ever-living, separate from what they collect from the people, and deposit it in the custody of Asaph, the accountant of the property of the house of the ever-living, to repair the dilapidations of the house, to pay carpenters and masons and builders, and purchase timber and dressed stone to repair the temple. However, he did not reckon with them for the money placed in their hands, for they acted faithfully. Then Hilkiah the high priest said to Shaphan the secretary, I have found the book, book of the law, in the house of the ever-living. So Hilkiah gave the book to Shaphan when he met him, and Shaphan carried the book to the king when the king sat at business, and said, Your officers have collected the money found in the temple and placed it in the custody of Asaph, the accountant of the property of the house of the ever-living. Then Shaphan showed the book to the king and said, Hilkiah the priest gave me this book, and Shaphan read it before the king. But when the king heard the contents of the book of the law, he tore his robes, and the king commanded Hilkiah the priest, and Achikam ben Shaphan, and Akbur ben Micaiah, and Shaphan the secretary, and Asiah the attendant of the king, saying, Go, inquire of the ever-living about me, and about the people, and about all Judah, in regard to the contents of this book that has been found. For a great anger from the ever-living must be kindled against us, because our ancestors have not listened to the commands of this book, or practiced all that was written for us. Hilkiah the priest, and Achikam, and Akbur, and Shaphan, and Ashiah, went therefore to Hulda the reciter, the wife of Shalem ben Thigna ben Karkas, keeper of the robes, who resided in Jerusalem in the second rank of the Levites, and spoke to her. And she replied to them, The ever-living God of Israel says thus, Say to the man who sent you to me, Thus says the ever-living, I will bring misery upon this place and upon its inhabitants in accordance with the contents of the book read to the king of Judah, because they have abandoned me and offered incense to other gods to insult me by all their practices and to kindle my wrath with this place, and it shall not be quenched. But to the king of Judah who sent you to inquire of the ever-living, say this to him, Thus says the ever-living God of Israel about the words that you have heard. You opened a heart to consider them as from the ever-living, so that you may hear what I have spoken about this place and against its inhabitants, for it shall become desolate and despised. So you tore your robes and wept before me, and I have heard you also, says the ever-living. Therefore I will add you to your fathers, and you shall be added to your tomb in peace, and your eyes shall not see all the misery which I will bring upon this place. And they reported this answer to the king. Chapter 23 
the king consequently sent and assembled to himself all the nobles of judah and jerusalem when the king and all the representatives of judah and all the inhabitants of jerusalem and the priests and preachers and all the people from the lowest to the highest went up to the house of the ever-living and he read in their hearing all the contents of the book of laws that had been found in the house of the ever-living then the king mounted upon the platform and made a declaration before the ever-living to walk after the ever-living and to keep his commandments and his evidences and constitution with all the heart and with all the soul to establish the commands of the covenant written in that book and the representatives of the people confirmed the declaration the king also commanded hilkiah the high priest and the priests of the second rank and the guards of the threshold to bring out from the temple of the ever-living all the appliance they had made for baal and for asherah and for all the host of the skies and to burn them outside jerusalem in the fields of kedron and carry their rubbish from the house of god he also stopped the priest of the stars whom the kings of judah had appointed who burned incense at the columns to baal and to the sun and to the moon and the planets and to all the army of the skies and sent the shrines out of the house of the ever-living to the outside of jerusalem to the brook kedron and burnt them at the brook kedron and crushed their ashes and flung the ashes on the graves of the followers of these people he also pulled down the houses of prostitution which were in the house of the ever-living where the women wove curtains for the shrines then he brought all the priests from the towns of judah and defiled the columns where the priests offered incense from gaba to beersheba and overturned the columns of the demons which had been erected at the gate by joshua the governor of the city on the left hand of each gate of the town nor did he permit those priests to sacrifice to the ever-living at the columns in jerusalem unless they ate biscuits among their brethren he also defiled the furnace in the valley of the sons of kinon where they passed their sons and daughters through the fire to moloch and destroyed the horses that the kings of judah had dedicated to the sun at the entry of the temple of the ever-living near the chamber of nathan melech the eunuch who was superintendent of the horses and the chariots of the sun which he burnt with fire and the altars also that were upon the embankment of the aqueduct of ahaz which the kings of judah had made and the king threw down the altars that manasseh made in the two courts of the house of the ever-living and powdered them and threw their dust into the brook kedron the columns also which were opposite jerusalem on the right of the hill of consecration which solomon king of israel built to asheroth and to chemosh the abominations of moab and to milcom the horror of the ammonites the king destroyed and he broke the pillars and cut down the groves and filled their place with men's bones the altar also that was in bethel which jeroboam ben nebat had built when he caused the sin of israel both that altar and the columns he threw down and burnt the columns to fine dust and burnt the shrines but josiah happened to turn and see the tombs which were on the hill so he sent to take the bones from the tombs and burnt them upon the altar and defiled it according to the message of the ever-living which the man of god proclaimed when he foretold these events he asked what is that monument i see and the people of the town replied to him the tomb of the man of god who came from judah and foretold these things that you are doing upon the altar of bethel when he answered let his bones rest no one shall touch his bones so they preserved his bones the bones of the preacher who came to shomeron 
Josiah, however, destroyed all the temples of columns that were in the villages of Shomeron, which the kings of Israel had constructed, as insults to the ever-living, and did to them as to all the fabrics they had erected in Bethel, and sacrificed all the priests of the columns who were there upon their altars, and burnt the bones of men upon them, then returned to Jerusalem. The king next commanded the people, saying, Make a Passover to your ever-living God, such as is written in this book of laws. And they never made such a Passover in the times of the judges who judged Israel, and all the time of the kings of Israel and the kings of Judah, as this which was made in the nineteenth year of King Josiah, as they made at this Passover to the ever-living in Jerusalem. Because the spirit-raisers and soothsayers and theraphs and shakers existed in the country of Judah and in Jerusalem until the days of Josiah, but he conducted it by the instructions of the laws written in the book that had been found by Hilkiah the priest in the house of the ever-living. Such a king as he was had not been before him, who turned with all his heart and all his strength to the ever-living, in accordance with the whole law of Moses, and after him there did not arise another such. However, the ever-living did not turn from the great anger which consumed him against Judah on account of all the insults with which Manasseh had insulted him. The ever-living consequently said, I will also turn away Judah from before my face, as I have turned Israel, and will waste this city of Jerusalem that I chose, and this house where I said my name shall be. As to the other affairs of Josiah, and all that he did, they are recorded in the history of events in the times of the kings of Judah. In his days, however, Pharaoh Necho, king of the Mitzrayim, advanced against the king of Ashur to the river Euphrates. And king Josiah went to meet him, but he killed him at Megiddo as soon as he saw him, and his ministers carried him dead from Megiddo and brought him to Jerusalem and buried him in his own tomb. Then the people of the country took Jehoahaz, the son of Josiah, and consecrated him and crowned him in the place of his father. Jehoahaz was twenty-six years old at his consecration, and reigned three months in Jerusalem, and his mother's name was Hamutal, daughter of Jeremiah of Libna. But he did wrong in the sight of the ever-living in all that his ancestors had done. Pharaoh Necho, however, swept him away at Riblah in the district of Kamath from being king in Jerusalem, and laid a fine upon the country of a hundred talents of silver and a talent of gold. Pharaoh Necho also made Eliakim, son of Josiah, king in place of his father Josiah, but changed his name to Jehokim, and took Jehoahaz and carried him to Mitzer, and he died there. Jehokim paid the silver and gold to Pharaoh. He taxed the land to pay the money to Pharaoh. Every one of the people of the country had to provide the silver and the gold according to his valuation to pay to Pharaoh Necho. Jehokim was twenty-five years old at his coronation, and he reigned eleven years in Jerusalem, and his mother's name was Zabida, the daughter of Pharaiah of Ramah. But he did evil in the sight of the ever-living in all that his ancestors had done. Chapter 24 In his time Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babel, advanced, and Jehokim was subject to him for three years. Then he turned and rebelled from him. But the ever-living sent against him the troops of the Kassadim, and the troops of Aram, and the troops of Moab, and the troops of the Ammonites, whom he sent against Judah to destroy it, because it was the ever-living's intention against Judah to turn it from his presence for the sin of Manasseh in all that he did, and also for the innocent blood that he shed, filling Jerusalem with innocent blood, which the ever-living was not willing to forgive. 
as regards the other affairs of jehoiakim and all that he did they are written in the history of events during the times of the kings of judah but jehoiakim slept with his fathers and jehoiakim his son reigned after him and the king of egypt did not again come out from his country for the king of babel seized from the river of egypt to the river Phraith, all of which had previously belonged to the king of mitzer jehoiakim was nineteen years old at his coronation and he reigned three months in jerusalem and his mother's name was nakshitha the daughter of alnathan of jerusalem he however did wrong in the sight of the ever-living in everything as his ancestors had done at this period the officers of nebuchadnezzar king of babel advanced to jerusalem and came to besiege the city nebuchadnezzar king of babel also came to the city while his officers were besieging it when jehoiakim capitulated to the king of babel himself his mother his ministers and generals and eunuchs thus the king of babel captured him in the eighth year of his reign he also took away all the treasure from the house of the ever-living and the treasures from the palace of the king and collected the golden furniture of gold that solomon king of israel had made for the temple of the ever-living by the command of the ever-living and transported all jerusalem and all its nobles and the whole of the officers of the army ten thousand as captives with all the carpenters and mechanics he left none except the lower class of the country he also transported jehoiakim to babel with the king's mother and wives and his eunuchs together with the princes of the country whom he carried captive from jerusalem to babel beside which the king of babel made mataniah his uncle king in his place but changed his name to zedekiah zedekiah was twenty-one years of age at his coronation and reigned eleven years at jerusalem and his mother's name was hamutal daughter of jeremiah of libna but he did evil in the sight of the ever-living in everything that jehoiakim had done because the anger of the ever-living was against jerusalem and judah to throw them from his presence therefore zedekiah revolted from the king of babel chapter twenty five in consequence in the ninth year on the tenth of the tenth month nebuchadnezzar king of babel came with all his forces to jerusalem and encamped against it and they built a surrounding wall against it and the siege of the city went on to the eleventh year of king zedekiah at the ninth month the famine became terrible in the city and there was no bread for the people of the country so he burst from the city with a force of soldiers by night by way of the wall which is towards the royal garden although the kassadim were around the city and marched towards the desert but the forces of the kassadim pursued after the king and overtook him at the fords of jericho with all his army who scattered from him they consequently seized the king and carried him to the king of babel at riblath and reported to him for a decision when he killed the children of zedekiah before his eyes then pulled out the eyes of zedekiah himself and bound him in chains and had him carried to babel afterwards in the seventh of the fifth month of the nineteenth year of king nebuchadnezzar king of babel nebuzaradan came with many slaughterers servants of the king of babel to jerusalem and burnt the house of the ever-living and the royal palace and all the houses of jerusalem and every mansion was burnt with fire then all the army of the kassadim with the slaughterers broke down the walls around jerusalem nebuzaradan chief of the slaughterers afterwards transported the remnant of the people of the city with the deserters who had deserted to the king of babel and the rest of the great crowd however nebuzaradan chief of the slaughterers left the lower classes as farmers and diggers 
the Cassidim also broke up the pillars of brass that were at the house of the ever-living, and the bases, and the brazen sea which was in the ever-living's house, and carried the brass to Babel, with the pots, and the brushes, and sprinklers, and the tongs, and took all the appliances of brass which were made use of. The snuffers and scissors that were of gold for gold, and what were of silver for silver, the chief of the slaughterers took and the two pillars, the single sea, and the pillars that Solomon made for the house of the ever-living were not weighed, for they were fabrics of brass. They were eighteen cubits high, and stood each with its crown of brass, and the height of the crown was three cubits, with a network, and pomegranates around the crown. The whole of brass, and the second pillar was like it, with its crown. The chief slaughterer also took Sariah the chief priest, and Zephaniah the second priest, and the commander of the guard of the threshold and from the city he took a eunuch who was stationed over the war office, and five princes, attendants of the king, whom he found in the city, and the adjutant general of the army of the nation, with sixteen from the parliament of the country, whom he found in the town. Nebuzaradan, chief of the slaughterers, took these and conducted them to the king of Babel at Riblath, where the king of Babel assailed and put them to death in Riblath, in the district of Kamath. Thus he transported Judah from its land, but for the remainder of the people in the land of Judah, Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babel, appointed over them Gedaliah ben Achaiakam ben Shaphan. But when the generals of the forces, they and the princes, heard that the king of Babel had appointed Gedaliah, they came to Gedaliah at Mitzvah, with Ishmael ben Nathan, and Johanathan ben Karak, and Sariah ben Tankumeth the Natophite, and Jasniah ben Hamakathai, these and their men, when Gedaliah swore to them and their men, and said, Fear nothing from the officers of the Kassadim who are stationed in the country who serve the king of Babel, and bowed to them. However, in the seventh month, Ishmael ben Nathaniah ben Elishama of the royal family came, and ten men with him, and assailed Gedaliah and killed him, and the Judeans and Kassadim who were with him at Mitzvah. Then all the people arose, from the least to the greatest, with the officers of the forces, and went to the Mitzrayim, for they were afraid of the Kassadim. In the thirty-seventh year from the transportation of Jehoiakim, king of Judah, in the twelfth month, on the twenty-seventh day of the month, Avil Merodach, king of Babel, in the year of his coronation, raised the head of Jehoiakim, king of Judah, from prison, and spoke kindly to him, and gave him a seat above the seats of the other kings who were at Babel. He also removed his prison dress from him, and he ate his food continually in his presence all the time that he lived. And from thenceforward the king regularly supplied a daily allowance during his life. The end of chapters 21 through 25, and the end of the second book of the Kings, from the Holy Bible in Modern English, translated by Ferrar Fenton. Recording by Mark Penfold.